Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today on the podcast, we are talking all about the TV show Lost. Um, probably, it's got to be top three TV shows of all time for me. Also for so many others, I feel like Lost, you know, nowadays I feel like you have certain TV series, you've got Game of Thrones, you've got Westworld, you've got Breaking Bad, but I feel like Lost was really the first TV show for people to be like, oh, this is good TV. Like this is not just a sitcom. This is not just, you know, something. This is a TV show that I'm thinking about theories of it. I'm like hooked. There's all these twists and turns. And I mean, granted, you know, I'm only 29, so... There probably was another TV show before this, but what, you know, it's my world. We're all living in it. So to me, Lost was like the first TV show that really gripped the nation right by the sack. So we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of things about Lost today. Obviously, we're going to go over a little bit of what inspired the show, some of the casting decisions around it. I'm always intrigued by stuff like that. And this show was also known for having like an absolutely huge, huge cast. Like when I was looking at pictures of how to promote this on Instagram, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to fit all of them in there. There's like 15 people on the show. Then, of course, we're going to get into all of the blind items about these folks on this show. Um, And let me just say, we're also going to get into some of the true, actual, real-life items about these people and their background and their personal life. And I just have to say, some of the real-life items on these folks are crazier than the blinds. I don't know if that's because this was all being filmed in, like, the early 2000s, so maybe people got away with more stuff back then. But yeah, it's going to be a little, it's going to be an interesting one. So let's first talk just a little bit um, general thoughts on Lost from me, your host, before we get into the outline. All right. First things first, we got to talk about the fact I think of Lost every single time I get on a plane and I'm not scared of flying, but something about, I think anytime you've been on a plane, you think what happens if that plane crashes? And Lost had such an incredible pilot episode where, by the way, like spoilers for this, but you probably already know what happens. Um, It had such an incredible pilot episode where that plane crashes onto the island. And I think I'm not, I can't be alone in this. We've all thought like, what would I do if I was in a plane crash and it landed on an island? Like how would I handle myself in that situation? What skills do I have? Do I have any? Would I spell out help? on the beach using seashells, you know, there's just the motif of being lost on an island and trying to get rescued is just, it comes across so much in media. And I think for some people, they were like, okay, you know, I would be the fisherman. I would put together the shelter. And there was really only one thing that I thought about when I tried to imagine myself on this plane crash and on the island among these survivors and lost. And it's something that I have coined um, lost hot, which is to say, I think that, you know, if I really work on myself, I could like turn a couple heads at the bar if I put on like a red dress and I get a blowout. But I am not lost hot. I am not orange is the new black hot. I'm talking about a situation in which you don't have access to any of your items and you just have to be naturally hot. And for some reason, like I'm so messed up in the head for the majority of the time I was watching Lost and Orange is the New Black where the girls are in jail. I was just like, yeah, I wouldn't be a hot character in this show because 
this was before I got LASIK eye surgery. I was like, first of all, I would be blind as a bat on that island without a doubt. My bunions would be causing trouble. The hair would just be very humid. I would get sunburned within like a couple of seconds in that sun. And then you have people who are lost hot, which is like Kate, who when we talk about Evangeline Lilly, we'll talk about her. She was so good at being lost hot. She gets like a sprinkling of freckles from being in the sun. She's tan. She's jacked. Her hair is just kind of like a little bit messy, tousled, tasseled, tousled. I don't know if I've ever said that word out loud. You know what I mean. It's Tussled. <laughs> and she's hot. So she's lost hot. And that was like a big bulk of like what I thought about in the show. And then also maybe how I would survive and things like that. If you guys follow Princess Milky on TikTok, I am absolutely obsessed with her. She has this really great series of um, if her plane crashed similar to Lost, who she would link up to and who she would avoid. And she has all of these great points about it, how like a large family, you got to avoid them because like blood is thicker than water. So they would definitely turn on you and they have an advantage because, you know, they already have a little team of people and stuff like that. Speaking of people we would probably link up with, I would want to get on Saeed's side right away. I would say my favorite characters from Lost, it's a tie between Saeed and Sawyer. I just thought they were like so, so fun to watch, so interesting. I loved both of them. I also liked that there were some love triangles, of course. We had the love triangle between Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. And then we had the love triangle between Juliet, Jack, Sawyer, and Ben. No, Juliet and Jack didn't really get together, but like they kind of, there was like a little something. Anyway, and a few people have said that I look like um, Juliet, which is very flattering. Thank you. Although there was a girl on the show named Shannon and she was a total CNX Tuesday, but I loved her because she added a little something. Now, I think the show is also a little bit similar to Game of Thrones in the fact that there were a lot of things that were left unanswered. You see this with so many shows, right? Like Gossip Girl, we're not satisfied by who Gossip Girl is. Pretty Little Liars, it was like, who the fuck was A? They went back and forth on it so many different times. Even like How I Met Your Mother, people weren't satisfied by the mother. Game of Thrones, like, you're not even ready for when we do the Game of Thrones episode. I have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. And there was just so many loose ends that like they never tied up. And that kind of happened a little bit with Lost too. You know, we end up finding out who the smoke monster is. But then there's a few things that kind of just come down to like, well, the island is magic. And one of the things that I always wanted them to explore more was the polar bears being on the island. And I remember I watched a few episodes of Lost when I was younger, but then over COVID, I watched the whole thing. Um, like I, you know, nobody could see each other. This was like the second wave of it in New York. And I just watched like three episodes of Lost every day for like a couple weeks straight. But I remember when I was a kid losing my goddamn mind when the polar bears were there. I was like, polar bears on a jungle island? Like, I thought that was the coolest thing to ever exist. And I still kind of do. And I wish they did more with that. Polar bears are so cool. Could you imagine, like, in season three, you know, Kate somehow tames the polar bear and she, like, saddles up and she's riding it, kind of just like Daenerys. Anytime you get a hot chick on a big animal, I'm like, <laughs> let's do another season of just that. Like, I would love it. 
So anyway, over on my Instagram this week, we're going to be talking all about Lost. I want to know what your favorite like quirk of the island was. I want to know who your favorite character was. I could talk about Lost probably for an hour with an ad sponsor in the middle. <laughs> um, but we are going to get into the meat of the episode. So let's first get into the outline of the show. All right, so Lost aired on ABC from 2004 to 2010. It lasted six seasons, and it had a total of 121 episodes. It was a show that kind of had a little bit of supernatural and science fiction um, blended into it. And I'll talk about this later, but it had a lot of really cool motifs and themes that stayed consistent throughout the show. So it follows the survivors, oceanic flight, something, something like that phrase just stays with me. But it was a flight that was flying from Sydney to Los Angeles. Um, the plane crashes in the South Pacific and, you know, they end up on this mysterious island where everything is not as it seems and stuff like that. Which, I mean, you know, I, I can't not mention the Malaysian airline flight that went missing. One day I do think I, I want to do an entire podcast episode just about that because you know me, I love a good conspiracy theory. But I mean, I couldn't be the only person who the minute that happened, I was just thinking lost, lost, lost. I mean, it. there are so many instances, truth really is stranger than fiction. Like what are the goddamn odds that this show exists and it rocks the world and then a flight actually goes missing? Like, are you kidding me? There's so many, I'm like, why aren't we all talking about this every day? Like that's just, it's it's crazy to me. It's, it's lost IRL. So the show had this huge um, cast and the story throughout all of the episodes was told kind of where each episode would primarily focus on one character and they had a lot of flashback scenes. Now, flashback scenes and then flash forward scenes, I can understand some of that. You know, they would have one scene where maybe you're looking at Kate and then you see how she was like a fugitive before she came onto the island, but then you would flash forward and it's her after she got off the island and it kind of left you wondering okay, so like I know some people do get off the island, what happens? That part I could understand. Then later on, <laughs> time travel gets involved into the TV show. And I just got to say, once time travel is involved in the TV show, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just a little bit too stupid for it. I was rocking with Westworld up until the time travel. Something about time travel, I will never be able to understand it. I mean, I'll, st I'll still watch it, but I just, I no longer comprehend and now I'm just watching for like visual effects and stuff like that. So the main place that they filmed Lost was in Hawaii and it was expensive. I mean, they had a huge cast. They were filming all the way in Hawaii. I think I've heard, let me know if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure everything is expensive in Hawaii, even like bottles of water, just because it costs more to get it to you. So the pilot episode alone cost over $14 million. Um, which is pretty crazy. And I think it's really cool that they shot the show, shot the show <laughs> in Hawaii. There's a lot of characters when I was looking up everyone who starred in this series, they all really became attached to Hawaii. A few of them got married in Hawaii. A few of them have second residences in Hawaii. And I just thought that was um, really nice. I mean, they filmed for six years there. So I have to imagine you would grow really attached to a place. Now, all the oddities that happen on the island, of course, we have the polar bears, we have this smoke monster, this like unseen creature that, you know, treks throughout the jungle. We have 
native, well, not natives, but people who lived on the island before our plane crashed, and they're called the Others. Um, we also have a few other people on the island who were shipwrecked beforehand. And then we have a mysterious metal hatch that was buried into the ground and took up kind of like the greater part of two seasons. So the show kind of follows the conflicts between our survivors trying to deal with all of this stuff. Um, oh, and there's a scientific organization called the Dharma Initiative doing like experiments there. It's just cool. It's awesome. All right. Some casting notes, because I always find it interesting, like who auditioned for who and whose character changed after, you know, meeting the person who was going to play them and things like that. So... Here's what we found out. The main character, Jack, the doctor, he was actually supposed to die in the pilot episode. And then Kate was going to emerge as like the leader of the survivors and things like that. But the ABZ executives were like, no, 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 we need to have Jack live. Also, Kate, before, you know, it was played by Evangeline Lilly, who we've come to know and love in the role, she was actually supposed to be a middle-aged businesswoman whose husband died in the crash, um, which is really funny because she ends up being this like badass, hot, Lara Croft type of fugitive woman. So very, very different. The man who played Charlie, Dominic, we'll get into him later, he actually auditioned for the role of Sawyer. And the role of Sawyer at the time was supposed to be a slick, suit-wearing city con man. But instead, Josh Holloway auditioned for Sawyer. He's the one who ended up getting the role. And the producer really liked the edge that he brought to the character. Apparently, he was, like, kicking a chair in his audition when he forgot his lines. And he had, like, a southern accent. And he got really pissed off and angry when they for when he forgot his lines. And they loved that performance so much that they changed the character of Sawyer to fit with Josh Holloway's acting. And I watched the audition tape um, of this on YouTube. It's up there. And it's good. I mean, how good is Sawyer? He's got that cheeky smile, those like quippy one-liners. He was just such a great, great character. Okay, and without further ado, we're going to get on to individual folks from Lost, and then we're also going to cover real stuff about them, also their blind items. And I just want to say, keep in mind that some of these blind items, because the show happened so long ago, some of them are 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, so if I read one blind item that's like somebody is a drunk or like they're cheating on their wife, it could have been from like a decade ago. But as always, take everything with a grain of salt because all of this is alleged. So we are starting with none other than Matthew Fox, who played Jack. I mean, of course, we have to start with him. Last week, most of us were strangers. But we're all here now. And God knows how long we're going to be here. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. I also have to say, anyone with the last name Fox is going to be hot. Matthew Fox, Megan Fox, Jamie Fox. You're a fox. You're a foxy type of person. It's just a hot name. Um, if your last name is Fox, slide into my DMs. So let's get into Matthew. What's really interesting is that he kind of had a little bit of like a normal growing up type of life. Um, he mostly lived in Wyoming when he was growing up. His mom was a teacher. His dad raised cattle and horses and grew barley for Coors beer, just like a, I don't know, Wyoming lifestyle. Um, then he went to college. He went to Columbia. He got a BA in economics. It wasn't really anything that would make you think, 
wow, this guy's going to be an actor on Lost. Then at the age of 25, he made his acting debut on an episode of Wings. So if you're 24, 25 looking to get into acting and you think you hit the wall, let me tell you, you definitely did not. He had a few small acting parts after that. And then, of course, he auditioned for the role of Dr. Jack Shepard, the dedicated but troubled surgeon. Um, and he uh, he originally auditioned for the role of Sawyer. I guess everybody wanted to be this, like, con man Sawyer. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He is the most interesting character, in my opinion. So he has repeatedly stated that he is, quote, done with television after Lost, which I think is really interesting. I always find that I always find that a little bit odd when um, actors and actresses say that, you know, like I'm never doing TV or I'm never doing this. Uh, I don't I would just think that you would never want to burn that bridge and you could always just show that you don't want to do TV by not doing TV. You know, Cameron Diaz had a very low key um, retirement from Hollywood without being annoying about it. Not saying that he was annoying. Well, I kind of am. But that's only because I know the other stuff about him. So <laughs> let's put it together. Um, there was a little bit of drama with Matthew Fox. So in August of 2011, he was accused of assaulting a female bus driver in Cleveland, Ohio. And when I first heard about this, I was like, what was Matthew Fox doing on the bus? I'm a big bus fan here in the city. I actually like it more than the subway. But I was like, you're Matthew Fox. Why are you taking a bus? Especially when he doesn't live in Cleveland. I'm like, it makes no sense that he would just like be traveling to a city just taking the bus around like a normal person. You're a celebrity. But what actually happened was it was the bus driver of a party bus. I'll, I'll just tell you what Wikipedia says and then I'll tell you what I found out because I side with the bus driver. So here's what happened. He was accused of assault. Prosecutors decided not to charge. Um, a couple months later, or about a year later, the bus driver withdrew the civil suit um, and then said that she had intentionally failed and refused to provide full and timely cooperation and information, whatever the hell that means. Then Matthew, a few months later, goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which like, I'll be posting clips of him on the Ellen show, but like it was, it's really annoying how the Ellen show for a period in time, or I guess for its entire, you know, length is really just a PR campaign for celebrities to come on and like make nice. It's basically just like a marketing vertical for celebrities. I'm over it. I'm over it. Anyway, and on the Ellen show, he said that all the accusations were false and he couldn't say that they were false at the time because he was involved in an ongoing trial. And he said that he was punched in the face by a man and he retaliated, and that the female bus driver just saw what was happening and tried to extort money from him, saying, oh, I'm going to tell a different version of events if you don't pay me, and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm going to insert a little bit of a clip from the Ellen DeGeneres show, um, and also the full stuff from her and the bus driver will be on my Instagram, but he sounds sketchy when he says this, so let's listen to him on the Ellen show. A woman in Cleveland a, who... A woman in Cleveland who uh, claims that I, that I hit her. Um, hit her where? I, I think she specifically says that I hit her in private areas of her body, actually. Okay. And where was this? Uh, this was in Cleveland. I was making this film there. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
You know, it's been a very tough year for, for myself and my family. I mean, it's, it's difficult to be accused of something that you did not do. I've never hit a woman in my life, never have, never will. Mm -hmm. um, that's not a part of who I am as a man, and I, and I hold that very dear to how I define my character. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been, been very difficult. Um, so so what, what did happen? Why was, I mean, who was, did you know the woman? Uh, no. I was actually sucker punched in the face by a man. And I retaliated against the man that sucker punched me in the face. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a, a fight broke out. And she was a woman that was in proximity to that. And she decided that she was going to write uh, a different version of events that happened that night and try to extort money from me. To, mm -hmm. to, uh, that was what went down. And it went into uh, first a criminal case because she alleged that I, that I hit her. Mm -hmm. um, the prosecutors in Cleveland took about six seconds to see that it was a hoax and mm -hmm. threw that out. Mm -hmm. But then it moved into a civil case, and um, we had to depose witnesses and find the truth, and that took uh, quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's in the past, and the case was dismissed, and uh, now I can finally speak my side of the story for the first time. Why didn't you go right away, and, and why are you now talking about it versus, like, right away saying... Well, I mean, when you're involved in a criminal and a civil case, it's, mm -hmm. you're advised not to speak about these mm -hmm. things, you know, because they're trying to find the truth and depose right. witnesses. Okay. And, and I also find that it's just a little bit uh, undignified to come out and respond to people's allegations that are so outlandish mm -hmm. with just a one person is saying you did this and mm -hmm. you come back and say, no, I didn't. Right. Uh, I was going to let the courts, uh, you know, resolve it on that end. Mm -hmm. And then I knew that there would be a time down the road where I got an opportunity to, to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's get in to the female bus driver, Heather Borman. She is a driver for a charter bus company. And she said that she was attacked by Matthew Fox when she refused to let him on a bus that was reserved for a private party. She said that she didn't realize it was him until, you know, like, him being famous until he was after in police custody. Quote, he smelled like a liquor cabinet, like a bar. I told him, sorry, buddy, this is a private party. You have to get off my vehicle. I told him three times. He never said a word. He just looked at me. She said Fox started swinging on her, which left bruises on her arms, right leg, thighs, and chest. She thought that Fox would eventually stop hitting her, but when he continued to attack, she punched him in the mouth. Fox stumbled backward into a fence, wiped the blood from his mouth, flicking it to the ground, and then attacked her again. With everything happening so fast, Heather said she believes she hit Fox again in the back of his head. Her left hand is now bandaged after going to Fairview Hospital, blah, blah, blah. There's also a clip of her being interviewed, and Matthew is, like, stuttering and stumbling on the Ellen show. And when this lady is being interviewed, she's just like, here's what happened. Here's what happened. So we're going to play a little bit of her clip right now. So already, just like gut instinct, I'm like, I'm with the bus driver because his version is just so confusing, right? It's like, oh, I got into a fight with a man. Well, like, how did you get into the fight on the bus that wasn't your bus to be on? And then a woman saw and she extorted money from me. And hers is just like, he was drunk. He tried to get on the bus. He wanted me to take him to the hotel. I said no, and he started swinging. So immediately I was just like, what the bus driver is saying seems accurate, but now check this out. His co-star on Lost, Dominic Monaghan, who played Charlie, tweeted about the situation. And this is what he said, quote, he beats women. You like how I said it plural? He beats women. <laughs> he beats women. Not isolated incidents. Often. Why would he tweet that if it wasn't true? You know what I mean? 
like to me that just really means we're team bus driver here um so then matthew fox denied the claims saying that his tweet was a pile of bullshit and i'm not going to waste too much breath on that and then he also told men's journal in 2012 quote i have never hit a woman before never have never will but i think there's still going to be a lot of people out there who will think it's true no matter what well, count me in as one of them. <laughs> so that's uh, a little bit of stuff on Matthew Fox. And now we're going to head on over to his blindy items. All right, here we go. This actor used to be A-list, mostly television. That seems not that long ago, but it's approaching five years without a steady gig. He still has the looks and the name, but has gotten into trouble in the past with women who are not his wife. According to a hooker, she gets calls from the actor several times each week to meet him in a certain spot, and she takes care of him in the car. He calls almost every day, but usually only makes it to the spot a couple of times a week, and he pays her for the times he didn't show up to. He pays her enough, he pays enough to her, where all she does is wait for his call. That's a pretty good gig. I mean, you don't get health insurance and things like that, but I'm sure it's all cash. And yeah, so the charitable jerked off in the car, Matthew Fox, allegedly, everybody. Another cheating blind allegedly about Matthew Fox that says... This former A-list mostly TV actor from a hit network show turned movie actor usually just cheats on his wife with fans. This time, though, he cheated with a movie actress who is also a recent co-star and it is making things very complicated. And the blind item alleges that that was a co-star from Welcome to Harmony that he was working on. We've got another one. This married A-list mostly movie actor has never had the success in movies that he had in the show. He likes to portray himself as the consummate family man, but he is the first one in line for coke and half-naked women. He says he is sober. This one's kind of crazy. It says this former A-list mostly TV actor from two hit network shows mainly does movies now and is B-list. Despite his drinking and cheating, the actor is still married. Oh, and despite when he got really drunk and fired off a gun through the wall in the living room towards his bedroom where his wife was sleeping. Another one, I would classify this actor as B-plus-less, but that long-running network show of his is starting to be a memory, and he has not done much since it went off the air. Well, not much in front of the camera. Apparently, he was hooking up with a nanny, and when he broke it off, she decided to get even. Now, things are very rough at home. We have another one. These are all so messy. It says, This former A-list, mostly television, married actor from two very big hit network shows has been relentless in hitting on his neighbor's wife, to the point where she is now threatening the actor with a restraining order. Our actor, who has tried to escape the Hollywood life, keeps bringing it back to himself with all of his booze and drug-fueled antics. All right, now this last one is a little bit crazy. Julie Bowen, you might remember her from the Modern Family episode that I did. She plays Claire Dunphy on Modern Family. She also was on Lost. She was in flashback scenes as Jack's ex-wife um, in Lost. And <laughs> There's a crazy blind item. I'm not even going to read all of it, but it basically alleges that um, Matthew Fox is the biological father of Julie Bowen's first child. But I was doing some digging because, you know, sometimes I like to peer and creep into these items. And, oh, it also says that, like, he was the father and you knew that he was the father of the first son because, like, the guy that Julie Bowen said was the father is actually infertile. But, like, <laughs> he has a medical problem that 
precludes him from having kids. But I don't think that's true because they ended up having three kids together. She had them with the same man, her ex-husband, and all three of the kids look like almost identical to each other. So either allegedly Matthew Fox like fathered all three of them, which I don't think happened, or I think it was the original father. So that one I'm like, I don't think so. Um, But yeah, I just see Matthew Fox as someone who didn't think he was going to be famous, then shot up to fame with Lost, and then just went down kind of like a little bit of a classic cliche Hollywood hole of... um, Alcohol, drugs, cheating, and slapping around a bus driver. We've all been there on the last one, but, you know, the other ones are a little bit more Hollywood specific. All right, let's move on to the next guy. All right, moving right along, we're going to talk about Naveen Andrews, who played Saeed in Lost, a.k.a. my second favorite character, because there was just something about Sawyer. So he was born in London and both of his parents were immigrants from India. He describes his his upbringing as very repressive and this freaking stopped me when I was reading about it looking him up online. When he was 16, he started a relationship with his 30-year-old mathematics teacher Geraldine Finkins or Fekins, and he moved in with her to escape his abusive home. They had a son who was born seven years later in 1992, and he was shunned by his parents because of this, and they died before they were able to reconcile. Um, and he has said since that he has forgiven his parents. First of all, the, the 16 to 30 year old relationship is just like absolutely staggering to me. Also, what's interesting is that their relationship lasted from 1985 to 1991, and their son was born in 1992. So I'm guessing maybe she was pregnant when they broke up or something like that. I also am very confused at like Wikipedia calling that a relationship because a 16-year-old and a 30-year-old, maybe the laws are different in London. I think they are kind of like everywhere other than the U.S., but that would be illegal here, full-on illegal. Also, six, like a 14-year age gap is massive, and 16 to 30, that's a double-year age gap, which is just like in insane to me, just like absolutely um, insane. So after his son was born in 1992, he was then in a relationship with an actress in LA um, for a couple of years. They separated. Then he had a son with a Czech-French actress, Elena Astache. Um, Then they separated. Then he was in a long custody dispute over his son. Um, And then years later, he was granted custody of his son. So a lot of relationship drama for Naveen Andrews. And he has also spoken about his alcoholism and his two-year addiction to heroin in the mid-90s. And I'm just going to read you some of his quotes on that because, um, not to get dark, but I think a lot of celebrities... uh, have had experiences with heroin more than you would think. So he said that he lost two years of his life to the drug heroin before checking into a rehab to get clean. And he said that the turning point for him was, quote, when I drove my son when I was drunk and he was scared, and that's when I decided to go to rehab in L.A., which I am kind of curious now, wondering how there was like a little bit of a 
um, custody dispute with his son. Like, I wonder if that had any impact in it. And if it did, I, I have to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that he was granted sole legal and physical custody. But who knows? I don't know anything about the other woman. So let's get into Naveen Andrews' blind items. All right, the first one here says, This star of a popular TV drama which ended its primetime run last year is already cheating on the girlfriend he just reunited with. The hunky actor's partner may be a bit older than he is, but she's definitely not wiser. Don't you just love the way blind items are like little riddles, little cheeky riddles in there. And then we have another blind item on him saying, what actor in a hit TV series is having serious baby mama drama with a woman who isn't his favorite girlfriend? The parties are sitting down with their lawyers this week to work out a cash settlement. Interesting. Is the piece of plastic in your wallet doing enough for you? Because with the Secure Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with everyday purchases and on-time payments. So with Credit Builder, members can increase their credit history with no annual fees or interest. And having a good credit score can mean getting better car loan rates or renting apartments easier, or even just having bragging rights around the dinner table. So you can continue your credit journey with Chime. Signing up only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash fluently. That's chime.com slash fluently. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime Checking Account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users' scores may not improve. So, so far we are allegedly two for two for members of Lost cheating on their partners, allegedly. And now we are moving on to my numero uno, Josh Holloway, aka Sawyer. So Josh Holloway moved to L.A. um, and he actually first started his career as a model, as a runway and print model for Dolce & Gabbana, Calvin Klein, and Donna Karen. I think that's how you say it. D-K-N-Y. I think it's Donna Karen even though it's spelled a little bit differently. Um, He eventually started acting, and I thought this was really funny. His first role was, quote, good-looking guy in an episode of Angel in 1999, which you just know that you're blessed in life if you're booking roles for, like, good-looking rando or things like that. And also, don't you just want to wonder, like, um... I don't know who who books the roles of like ugly nerd. There's definitely someone out there. And I think I've seen videos of like 50 people auditioning for the role of like ugly loser. And it's just like all these people lined up different versions of like dressed like an ugly loser ready to read for like the one line where it's like, hey, man, why'd you do that or something? So anyway, that fate did not uh, fall upon Josh Holloway. He was a good-looking guy. So um, he was cast as Sawyer, obviously, and then he also kind of ventured into the world of video games, and he did a little bit of, like, voice acting for those. He was later, in 2007 and 2008, selected as the new face for perfume fragrance worldwide. And in 2008, he was selected as the first male spokesperson for Magnum ice cream. And I'm only bringing those up because they make a lot of sense to me. Like he's hot. He's hot and rugged perfume. 
or well, I guess not perfume, rugged. Let's call it a male fragrance cologne. Um, and Magnum ice cream. Like, yes, those are two sexy things. Like, I can't be the only one who thinks that Magnum ice cream is like the sexiest of ice creams. Like, it wouldn't. Ben and Jerry's wouldn't work for him. Hagen Dazs, no. Magnum, yes. And at the end of shooting The Lost Pilot in Hawaii, he proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Jessica Kamala. And so they got married in 2004, and they have two kids. And we've got a couple of uh, blind items. Here's the first one. This A-minus list, mostly TV actor who starred on a long-running network show before finding luck again on this Western cable show, so that's referring to Lost and Yellowstone, is up to his old tricks. He helps his former acting coach by letting the coach use the actor's name, and the acting coach tries to have sex with every actress that walks in the door. Josh Holloway, letting the casting couch happen, I'm, I'm sad about that one. I also, I've never seen Entourage, although everyone tells me I should watch it, and I feel like isn't that a thing too, where you have like one famous person in your entourage and you know, they kind of like get women for other guys who like aren't as cool in the entourage or something like that, I think. Now, this next blind item is allegedly about Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, Harrison Ford, and Josh Holloway. It's long and confusing, so I'm going to like slot in names so it's easier to read. This actress is B-list. Her recognition, however, is A-list, Amber Heard. She's not known so much for her acting credits, but for what she does off screen. She is a master of media manipulation. She knows how to get people talking about her and works on it every day. When she started shooting a recent film, she thought she had the attention of this A-plus list, mostly movie actor, Johnny Depp. But he was being wishy-washy, and she was getting flack for being the next Sienna Miller. So she backed off and went with backup number one. Her backup number one is also an A-plus list, mostly movie actor who is married, allegedly Harrison Ford. Um, the actor has quietly been a playboy for his whole life. And when, our, and when Amber Heard allegedly put some moves on Harrison Ford, he bit. But after a couple of dates, one of which she set them up to be photographed, he bailed on her. He likes his affairs very quiet. Back in the day before the internet, he was okay with being more splashy, but now no publicity, especially for that. Still unable to find the attention she was seeking, our actress moved on to another co-star, allegedly Josh Holloway. Also married, they did share one common thing, booze. She also told him the kind of things she was able to arrange, which he said he had always wanted to do. I'm wondering, like, is that sexual? Is that career advancement? Who knows? The problem is the B-minus list, mostly movie actor now, a.k.a. Josh Holloway, felt so guilty that he told his wife, who came to the set and screamed at our actress and had to be restrained to keep from physically attacking her. No problem for the actress, as she already had another backup, which she used for a few months until she was ready to give the original A-plus list actor, Johnny Depp, another chance. So if that's true, two things. Number one, I love the idea of, what's his wife's name? Jessica. Coming to the set and beating the shit out of Amber Heard. And number two, <laughs> blind items describe Amber Heard as the exact personality that I make my sims. Like when I play The Sims, I'm like, let's make them horny and aggressive and they will try to be dating like 
three of the most successful people at all time and fucking them. And they're also evil and they're stealing things. And anytime I read blind items about Amber Heard, and once again, like I think they're, they're all alleged. Who knows if they're true or not? But the way that the blind items describe her, I'm like, I've made that exact character in The Sims before and good for her. <laughs> Because it just sounds a little bit deranged, doesn't it? So that's all of the stuff on Josh Holloway. And now we are going to move on to Emily DeRaven. Or Emily DeRaven. DeRaven. I look up how to pronounce all of these ahead of time. And then I type phonetically how to do it. But I still sometimes get it wrong. Um, and if you want to give me one star for that, you will, you will make me feel bad but I would understand it. And I would also ask you not to do it. Okay, so Emily DeRavin. Whatever, she played Claire. She was the Aussie pregnant girl Claire on Lost. And when I first watched Lost as a kid, I was like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. And then when I watched it as an adult, I was like, JK, I think it's Kate. So a few other acting gigs since Lost. It's funny how some people got really popular after Lost and then some people completely fell off. So she was Belle in the ABC drama Once Upon a Time. So there's a little double AC, eight, what? ABC gig for her. Similar to Naveen Andrews, she also has a little bit of relationship drama. She dated this actor, Josh, for three years. Um, but then they ended up separating and then they got back together but then they were living separately and then they filed for divorce then she called off the divorce when they went to japan then she filed for divorce and then she announced um in 2015 that she was having a child with her boyfriend eric then she gave birth to a daughter then they announced their engagement Blah, blah, blah. So she's had a lot of different relationships, ups and downs over the years. I'm probably not doing her justice, but honestly, it was kind of hard to understand where everything was going. Now we've got two blind items on her, and the first one says, This foreign-born television princess cheated on her soon-to-be husband just two weeks ago. And then another blind that says, This fairy tale television actress hooked up with a guy at Comic-Con who is definitely not her significant other. And I'm just like, what happened on that island that makes everybody cheat? This is like four for four. Nobody gets off the island without cheating. Um, another blind item, this foreign-born B-plus list mostly TV actress from a hit ABC show was cheated on by her significant other while she was in the hospital after giving birth to their baby. Never mind. Good for you, Emily. <laughs> Oh my God, that's like the worst type of cheating. Not that any of it's good, but like, good God. All right, this one I don't believe, but it's funny. So I'm going to say it. What former lost actress got hammered at a party recently and ended up having sex with a guy in front of everyone in a pool at the party? The lost actress had met the guy about 45 minutes earlier. Once again, that's another thing that I have made my Sims do. Watch like Crazy Days and Nights is just like me playing Sims and NT being like, that's a good one. And it's actually funny because I make a lot of my Sims celebrities. So there we go. Okay, now this one is pretty fascinating and it ties into another person on the show that we're going to cover right after. So I'll tell you up front, this alleged blind item is about Emily, aka Claire, and Dominic Monaghan. Um, who played Charlie. Okay, here we go. Is this foreign-born A-plus-list mostly television actor a thief? 
a.k.a. Dominic, who played Charlie. If you had asked people a year ago, they would have said probably. (laughs) Ask those same people now and they would say yes. He is actually referred to as the thief in caps just like that. The people involved got tired of saying things like the person who robbed my house or stole something out of my trailer. So now the person doing the stealing is known as the thief. Our actor was on a long-running network show. There are some who say that when one of his co-stars, who was on, aka Emily, who is now on another hit network show, had her nude photos and a bracelet stolen from her home, she quit because she identified the actor as the thief, but no one did anything. She didn't have any video evidence or security camera footage, but she says he is one of the few people who knew that she had an entire photo album of nude photos. She thinks that the bracelet was grabbed to make the burglary look more random. The first thing stolen was from a trailer on the set of the show. It was a dinosaur skull that a producer liked to keep in the trailer of all of his shows for good luck. To date, it was the only thing stolen from a set. Everything else was stolen from a home of someone who worked on the show. There were six different burglaries during the run of the show. When the show ended, so did the burglaries. Everyone kind of forgot about them. Then, our actor got a new show, and in the short time that the show has been filming, there has already been a burglary. The common denominator in all of this is the actor. The items taken have all been very personal to the owner who had them stolen. They all had value, but they were personally important to the victim. Even though people are now convinced that it is the actor, no one has confronted him or named him as a suspect. Several of the the thefts were reported to the police, but the police didn't really pursue it all that seriously. Now that another theft has occurred, though, it could all change. So that's alleging that Dominic Monaghan is, um, you know, he's got some sticky fingers, and he allegedly stole Emily's um, nude photos and her bracelet when they were working on Lost together. So let me know if you've heard any of those rumors. Don't want you to worry. Well, it's dangerous, isn't it? Swimming into some underwater station. That's what needs to be done to get us all rescued. I'll be fine, Claire. You gotta promise me something. While I'm gone, Right now, I mean, we're getting right into it. Dominic Monaghan, who played Charlie. I gotta say, he was my least favorite character. Fuck Charlie. He was like this little shit on the island who just like ruined everything. And I get that he was addicted to drugs, but like he put people at risk. Like he, he was just, he was ruining everything. He would like go on a mission and then he would fuck it up because he was addicted to drugs and he like, you know, almost let somebody die because of it because he was too busy like trying to get drugs from the plane and then he would be like I feel so bad I feel so bad like I messed it up put me in coach for the next one I'll do better and then they take him along on the second journey and he like fucks that up again for the entire group it's just him fucking up constantly and then being like wow 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 like you guys think I'm a fuck up and it's like yeah because you keep messing everything up and like we need to survive on the island my veins are like popping out of my neck I like really didn't like Charlie um the only thing that I did like is you all everybody from drive shaft I thought that was fun when he would sing it and the way that he died was like sweet I guess but like Whatever. He just annoyed me. Like, when you're stranded on an island, you cannot have a weak link on there. 
Anyway, he's known for other things. <laughs> I needed to take a breath. I like got really heated. He's known for other things. He's known for playing Mary in Lord of the Rings, um, and obviously Charlie on Lost, and he was in the Love the Way You Lie music video with Megan Fox. You know that Eminem song featuring Rihanna? Um, he was like the man in it, and they talk about, you know, well, they don't talk about, they show an abusive relationship. Which, when I found this fact out when I was doing research for this, I was like, oh my god, like, I haven't watched that music video in a long time. I remember it was, like, such a vibe. Let me go watch it. I watched the music video um, super uncomfy. Like, I, like, my body felt, like, unsafe watching it. I did not like any part of the experience. And it was just, we I wasn't expecting that because I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, just gonna stand there and watch me burn or whatever. I was like, this song is such a vibe. I guess this was back in like my Tumblr era when it came out. Um, and I guess, you know, we were all kind of romanticizing toxic relationships, like listening to Lana Del Rey, stuff like that. If you want to be freaked out, although I don't know why you would, um, give the music video another watch. I remember just, you know, 10 years ago or whenever it came out, I was like, this is sexy, this is new, this is hot. And um, I rewatched it and I was like, I don't like any bit of this at all. I don't think it would stand the test of time if it was released today. I think people would be in an uproar. I did not like it. Did I stress that enough? God, poor Dominic. I like fucking hate everything he's been in. Let's get to some of the nice stuff. Okay. So he is a nature lover. He plants trees and cacti and he bought a mango tree forest in India, which if I had money, if I was like rich and famous, I would totally do shit like that. And then I would travel to it. Like him having a mango tree forest in India or Jason Mraz with his avocado farm in California or Mexico. Like it's so random. It's so niche. I love it. And then you get to do that when you have money. I love peas. I'm like obsessed with peas. <laughs> They're like my favorite vegetable. I swear to God, this sounds like some eating disorder stuff, but it's not because for dinner, sometimes I will boil an entire bag of peas and then put salt and butter on them and just eat the peas because I like the way they pop in your mouth. They kind of are like boba. They're savory. I really like them sometimes mixed into mashed potatoes. I just love peas. Um, so I would like to own a pea farm if I ever get famous. You guys are all invited. You could come and have some peas. And finally, we are getting into some lost on lost drama, which is going to take us to our next uh, individual after this, because he was in a relationship with his lost co-star Evangeline Lilly from 2004 to 2007, which would have been very early on when they were filming. And it kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch scenes that Kate and Charlie were in together, because like, I don't remember them being in any scenes together. Okay, let's get into the blinds. Yeah. So this one blind item says, what this foreign-born B-list actor slash host forgets when he tells his story is that he had sex with the fan. That kind of changes the whole narrative he is trying to spin his way. And I wasn't sure what that blind item was about, so I did some digging. And what I found was this article... Um, of this time where it says Dominic Monaghan told a Los Angeles court that a woman who he has a restraining order against will not stop flooding him with emails. And he was basically saying that he's getting all of these emails, nude photos, porn links, poems, and various sexually explicit messages and things like that. So maybe that is what the blind item is about. Maybe he allegedly had sex with this fan and then they started emailing him or something like that. 
Also, he looks a lot in these photos like, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name, David Burla, Burlesque or Bur, Burlaham. He has the What's Poppin' show on TikTok. I love his stuff. Um, they look very similar. All right, we have another blind item. These types of blind items are my favorite because they kind of read like Mad Libs. Okay, it reads, you'd know the star even though he has only had two major roles. It's no secret that he will do anything to get laid. He was busted for using a social network to try and pick up attractive women, but the behavior hasn't stopped. He will promise to help your career, but once you put out, he disappears. During one fling, he asked his conquests to beg him for fellatio. She refused, and he dropped her off at a gas station and left her there. <laughs> it's not it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Do you know what I mean? It's just the whole Mad Lib aspect of it. Okay, now this one is sick. Sick, sick, sick. This mostly television actor slash reality guy now is in... Now, reality guy now, was in some of the biggest movies of all time and also one of the biggest television shows of all time. Apparently, he is now known for going through the brothels of the mostly poor countries he is visiting and demanding he get free sex because of who he is. If he is not satisfied with the performance of one, he keeps getting more and more until he finds one he likes and then takes her with him for a few days, also for free. Um insane. Let me know if you've heard anything about Dominic Monaghan. All right. Now this one, I don't believe, but it's fun. So I'm going to read it. It's called Skinny Dippin' Duo. This is a real life couple who are series regulars on a show we love and they're pretty easy on the eyes. Obviously the name gives away that these two have a thing for stripping down to their birthday suits and going for a swim. Apparently, they like to do it in the swimming pools of total strangers. On a certain night not too long ago, a friend of mine, not in the biz, came home to find what she thought were hooligans in her backyard swimming pool and screamed at them to get out. As the duo started giggling and running toward the fence, my friend recognized them as stars from her favorite show and called out, wait, can I get an autograph? The duo did not oblige, but they did return a few weeks later for more skinny dipping fun. This time, my friend did what any right-minded fan would do. She made some popcorn and watched from the bedroom window above. So yeah, that one I don't believe, but I really want to. The idea of like... <laughs> throwing in a bag of microwave popcorn as like two celebrities from your favorite tv show are like naked in your pool outside and then eating it and watching them from the comfort of your own home like incredible this is another blind item allegedly about Dominic and Evangeline Lilly saying this former it guy dumped his girlfriend when he became more famous than her and when they ran into a when they ran into each other at a party a few weeks ago, he pretended like he didn't even know who she was when he was trying to talk game with some other woman. Hello, they dated forever. He is such a tool. And yeah, I feel like he's a tool. So let's go on to Evangeline Lilly. She is a Canadian actress. Obviously, she played Kate in Lost. She was also in The Hobbit. Um, and then she also had a role in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Avengers, and all of that stuff. <laughs> I have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I'm pretty sure she's the Wasp. So she was encouraged by a friend to audition for Lost, and she really didn't have that much acting experience um, prior, which was pretty interesting. So apparently J.J. Abrams, who was the executive producer and co-creator, was fast-forwarding through tape auditions for the role of Kate when he saw Evangeline Lilly, and he said, that's the girl. Um... And yeah, I mean, I just think she was so great for it. 
Similar to Sawyer, I also watched her audition tape, um, which is fun. Like, I always like watching audition tapes, and her arms were jacked in it. Like, I guess she's just always been fit. So she was married to someone named Murray Hone for a year, 2003 to 2004. Then, obviously, she dated Dominic Monaghan from 2004 to 2007. Then in 2010, she began a long-term relationship with someone named Norman Callie, and she has given birth to three sons with him, I believe, two or three sons. Now, she was in the news a little bit um, because of everything that happened during COVID. So during the COVID pandemic in 2020, she refused to self-quarantine and said it was, quote, hashtag business as usual on Instagram and that she values freedom over her life. Then 10 days later, she apologized for her comments, calling them dismissive, arrogant and cryptic. But two years later, on January 27th, um, 2022, 22. Yeah, that's right. She posted a photo on Instagram showing that she took part in a march against vaccine mandates in Washington, D.C., saying that, quote, nobody should ever be forced to inject their body with anything against their will, which she got some negative feedback from her Ant-Man co-star and a fellow Marvel actor because of that. Now, her blind items are pretty wacky. One of her blind items has actually come up in a previous episode we've done about Nixium, that celebrity sex cult with Keith Rainier. Um, I'm just going to do like a little TLDR of it. If you want to check out that episode, we read the entire blinds about it. But allegedly, Allison Mack was trying to recruit Evangeline Lilly to Nixium, and she got really close, except Keith Rainier was so desperate to have sex with her that he like forced himself into the dinner that they were having together, and he was so aggressive that Evangeline Lilly finished dinner and fled, never to be seen again. All right, then we have some blind items about her COVID mishap. Speaking of risking lives, this foreign-born actress who once starred in phone sex commercials before hitting it big on network television, what? (laughs) Okay. Um, Refuses to quarantine or isolate her family, even though it is almost guaranteed to kill at least one family member if anyone catches the virus. And that was about her father, who it says he had stage four leukemia. Here's another one. She doesn't believe the words in her apology, but this foreign-born A-B-plus list actress was facing the loss of her role in a franchise if she didn't say something that sounded like an apology for recent remarks. And let me know what you think about this, too. Um, Aren't you so curious how many celebrity apologies are sincere and how many are you know, just done to try and save and cover their ass. I would assume like 95% of them are done to cover their ass. So you kind of have to wonder why do they even do them at all? Because I think we all know that they aren't sincere when they happen, but it's this weird game that we go along where it's like somebody fucks up and then they have to do a public apology. And then we're like, okay, well at least like they did their public apology and that's what they were supposed to do. And like they stuck to the script. So like now we can like still see them in the movie, I guess. And I think it depends on how horrible the thing is that someone does. But I just wonder, like, why celebrities are always issuing apologies if maybe it's just me. I don't really believe any of the apologies that the celebrities give. All right. And then we've got another one, too, saying this used to be B-list actress, but now probably a C. Our actress has always been kind of odd. She was on a very hit show, like one of the most hit shows ever. It ended last year, and since it has ended, she has spent some time in a mental health facility. I think that's great. I think good for her. I think most people should do that. I think I think if everyone had the resources, everyone would want to do that too. Um, maybe they wouldn't, and I'm just 
showing my cards, but yeah, I think I think that would be great for all actors and actresses, anyone who's famous to do, because I just think the more time you spend in mental health facilities, the less time you would probably spend in rehab or getting DUIs or things like that. And by the way, that reminds me, um, back to Matthew Fox when he was on The Ellen Show talking about apologies and things like that. On The Ellen Show, when he was saying that he didn't assault the female bus driver, then Ellen goes, but you did get a DUI. And he goes, yes, you know, I did. Hold on, let me pull up the exact quote. But he was like, yes, I, um, you know, I did get a DUI and I'm terribly embarrassed by that. I take full responsibility. I really own that. And that's just something, too, that pisses me off because it's just like a, like a DUI. Like it's so incredibly irresponsible to DUI. And we just talk about like Matthew Fox's DUI and Bella Hadid's DUI. And we talk about it as such a learning lesson, which is like only the most privileged people get to do that. Like you could have killed someone. And sometimes celebrities do. But that will be a, um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner episode down the line. Okay. Whoo. God, we got a lot of people here. Maggie Grace. She was the one who played Shannon on Lost, the little bit of the bitch. And she was also in um, the Twilight Saga and she played the daughter in Taken, who was taken. And um, I watched that with my boyfriend last night because doing research for this, I was like, oh, remember Taken? And it's funny because she was like 24 in that movie playing a 17 year old who was acting like she was 10. Um, Great movie though. Interestingly enough, when she was working on Lost, her and Ian Summerhalder, who played Boone, her brother, they adopted a feral cat named Rue that they found, quote, literally dying in the jungle on the set. And in February 2017, she became engaged to Brent Bushnell, the CEO of an entertainment company. And they have a son that was born in 2020. And when you Google Maggie Grace and Brent Bushnell, there's like not that many photos of them at all. Um, which maybe I'm jaded, but I'm like, oh, that makes me believe that like they're really in love. <laughs> Some Maggie Grace drama about Twilight. This blind item says, this Twilight actress is a B minus lister and was at an event this weekend and was asked about Kristen Stewart. The actress, who has had some success outside of the Twilight franchise, said, quote, she is just an oddity, not a good actress. And when this last film has been released this fall and all the hype and the press is over, I expect her career to be over too. She will be a whatever happened to. She manipulates to get what she wants and had the producers bending over because they couldn't replace her. No one actually likes her. They put up with her. They endure her. That endurance is gone and she won't be getting a Christmas card from anyone. Oh my God, Maggie Grace, get your bitch on. <laughs> Good God, that's a really long quote to like slam someone for. All right, this is another one, Emmy Awards. It is always tough to come up with a winner for biggest Coke user of the night. <laughs> you have to go by what you see. There were probably others not seen who did more, but in any event, the winner from last night is this former teen actress who probably thought she would get another network hit show when her big one ended. Nope. She has bounced between bad TV and bad movies, but will always have that hit show, so she is beloved by many for her resume. Now, this is a fascinating blind item about Maggie Grace and allegedly Nicholas Sparks, the um, like romance novel writer. This B-list, mostly movie actress who had a nice run-in on a hit TV show, blah, 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 had a fling with this now-divorcing A-list writer after they met during a casting session. And the only thing I could think of when I heard that was like, do you think sex with Nicholas Sparks would be good? 
I like really can't make up my mind with it. It would either be incredible or it would be horrible. I just, I can't determine. Now, there were some weird Zach Braff, blind, Zach Braff, yeah, blind items um, about him being very creepy and obnoxious with Maggie Grace, but I'm going to have to save that for a Scrubs episode because, um, you know, we'll have to dive into Zach Braff one day. All right, Daniel Day Kim, he plays um, Jinsu on Lost, and he was also in a bunch of other uh, TV shows and movies, and he runs a production company, which is currently producing the TV series The Good Doctor, which I remember because it like always came on after The Bachelor one year. Now, he was born in South Korea, but he moved to the U.S. when he was one. And for this role, he spoke exclusively in Korean. So he said that he was forced to quickly relearn the language. And this is really interesting. I've mentioned that there's a bunch of ties from this cast back to Hawaii. And he splits his time between L.A. and Hawaii, where he lives with his wife and his two sons. Um, And I would be really interested in his thoughts on Evangeline Lilly and COVID because this is what he has said during COVID. So he spoke out against the xenophobia and the racism that was related to COVID. Um, This was when he got COVID saying, quote, please, please stop the prejudice and senseless violence against Asian people. Yes, I'm Asian. And yes, I have coronavirus, but I did not get it from China. I got it in America, in New York City. Despite what certain political leaders want to call it, I don't consider the place where it's from as important as the people who are sick and dying. So if anyone knows if um, I should do that thing on Instagram, we look up to see like if someone's following someone. But if I was him, I would be like really pissed that somebody like a a fellow co-star would be speaking out about not getting vaccinated and things like that. Okay, there was only one blind item about him, and it is a little bit wild. So keep in mind that this is alleged. This is the first time this actor has ever been in a blind. Apparently, he is incredible at keeping a low profile, and it was only sheer chance that he got busted. He is a B-plus list, mostly TV actor who is really good looking. (laughs) By the way, it's true. His His facial structure, or what do you call it, bone structure, his cheekbones are out of control. He's just like so interesting to look at what what's that what was that quote you're the least interesting to look at or whatever from the kardashians anyway he's not he's just like the type of handsome where you want to stare so okay he is a b-plus list mostly tv actor who was really good looking and spent the majority of the last decade on two hit network shows he is married and there has never been a squeak about anything bad in him until now about two weeks ago a woman was dropped off at the emergency room she had been in a car accident and had a broken arm It was nothing serious, but she didn't speak that much English, and it was unclear if she had health or car insurance, and when the admitting person was filling out the paperwork, she asked if there was no insurance and who would pay for this. The woman gave the name of our actor and his phone number. The admissions person recognized the name of the actor and asked how the two were related since the patient had a different last name. The woman said that she and the actor were friends. The admission person didn't know if this was true, so she called the number provided and left a message for the actor. The actor called back, and at first he denied knowing the patient. But the woman had lots of photos of the two of them together on her phone, which she had shown to the admissions person previously to establish the relationship, and the admissions person told this to our actor. He showed up about an hour later and had a gash on his forehead from the same accident and admitted he did know the woman and would pay for all the bills but to have them sent to his business manager. 
The patient confided to the admissions person that she had been hooking up with the actor for the past year, and before that, he had hooked up with her roommate for a year until the roommate went back to her home country, which is also where our actor is from. Whew! So it's like a little bit of a Taylor Swift out of the woods situation with like a secret car crash and an affair and all of that stuff. How shitty to like not pay, like you're going to get into a car crash and not pay the bills. It's giving me vibes of um, in Gossip Girl when didn't Serena get into a car crash with that politician, but he didn't want to be caught cheating with Serena. So he just like left her in the car. And it's like, you can't just, you can't just leave someone in a car crash and like not know if they're okay and just like flee the scene although Halle Berry did that once but that's an episode for another time so anyway pretty crazy okay we have Elizabeth Mitchell who played Juliet and she also similar to Emily um had a recurring role on Once Upon a Time and she was also in the Purge election year movie which my boyfriend and I once spent like a weekend watching all of the Purge movies they hold up they're pretty good And there's one kindness blind about her saying, recently while shooting the movie, this B-minus list mostly TV actress who once had a big career role for a network, blah, 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 discovered that her makeup artist was having her home foreclosed. The makeup artist has four kids and a husband, and her husband had died 18 months earlier. Our actress could have written a check to cover the amount, but when other members of the cast and crew heard what had happened, they decided to make the movie shoot one big fundraiser. With the help of this B-list actor-comedian, Dane Cook, and this B-list Academy Award winner nominee actress, Barbara Hershey, they organized bake sales, dunking booths, bowling tournaments, and anything else they could think of doing. It made the set fun and everyone participated and the woman received enough money to save her house. And that is everyone from Lost who has blind items. There are a few folks, um, but they didn't have any blind items and they didn't really have anything else to cover them. The only other person I would say is that there is Ian Summerhalder on the show who played Boone. But how could I do his blind items for this one when you know that we got to do Vampire Diaries coming up sometime? So thank you so much for tagging along for some of the lost blind items with me. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. And uh, please head on over to Instagram and let's just talk some more about lost because I need to know who, first of all, are you lost hot? (laughs) Are you lost hot? Orange is the new black hot? Or are you just a regular old person like me? I want to know which um, conspiracy theory, like from the island, you believed in the most, which plot line you wanted to see moved along. I want to know who on the island you would have paired up with and who you would have made your enemy. I personally would have paired up with Saeed and I would have made Charlie my bitch. So head on over there. And if you liked this episode, feel free to go into the podcast app. And you can give this five stars and leave a review. Um, I'm going to be doing a video down the road because I print out all of the five star reviews and I plaster them throughout this closet that I record in because it just makes me feel good. Um, And anyway, I want to print yours out and put it on the wall. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you haven't been able to hear it, but I have actually recorded this uh, episode It is 89 degrees in my apartment right now because I have to shut off the AC and the fans to record for sound. And there has been construction going on for the last five hours. And I took off work today so I could record this. And I'm sweating. And I've had to do it in 10-minute chunks over the course of five hours because there are rogue hammers that hopefully, I pray to God, you cannot hear. 
Um, so I'm going to try to de-stress and not choke out somebody working in construction across the street. Why? Like, but Just, I don't know. Never live in New York. It actually sucks here. Anyway, on a lighter note, thank you so much for listening. And uh, next week, I will see you again for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. Bye.